There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense. But we are ASAP Science here to make things make Today we are talking about consciousness because, well, uh, it's your and my life. If you're listening right now, you have consciousness. <laughs> We're going to talk about the science behind it, what's going on in your brain, and this new interesting theory of how it actually works. Also, do animals have it? <laughs> <laughs> Does Ernie have it? He's got more on that later because it's like he can't recognize himself in a mirror, which well, is what some people certainly think. can recognize a tree. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. And the word treat. Actually, I'm worried he's going to come running. Yeah, where is he? <laughs> but do you know the dogs can't recognize themselves in the mirror? The amount of times I lift him up and force his face into the mirror, and I'm like, how are you not processing that as a dog? Oh, true. They don't. They don't. That's part of this. Well, let's talk about research. that later. Then. Later. That just later. I made me realize a thing of research I saw that I'll bring up in the consciousness section. But cool. I like, kind of have to like randomly find it. So how was your uh, week? Mitch thinks he might have long COVID. Oh, my God. Expose me to everyone. No, I just am feeling tired today. That's and the worst part about I getting... keep like, you know, these things keep popping up in my feed, all these articles and Twitter threads about long COVID. And I'm like, I am still tired. Someone Googled long COVID once. No, I didn't. There was like some oh. athlete girl who has been like talking about it. She's like, I've officially passed into the length of time that is recognized as long COVID. I was like a Olympic athlete or like some, some kind of like marathon runner. And here's the symptoms I'm having and they won't go away. And so now it just obviously spooked me. And well, she said she felt better, and then three weeks later, no. Okay, I thought I had it yesterday because I was like hungover. Um, but <laughs> upcoming video on long COVID coming, and upcoming podcast because we're just doing the research. It's tough. It's the worst part about getting COVID is now every day, like every time I'm tired, I'm like, this is it. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> I guess that's right, and I still do have. Oh my god, what was that? My throat. <laughs> Ew. No, I do feel so much better. Like. I have energy. I'm still a tiny bit congested, which is crazy, though, because it's been like over two weeks. Yeah. Could linger. <sighs> but otherwise, I feel optimistic. Yeah, we, we, gr- we um, for the people who were listening last week, we grinded this weekend. Oh, my God. I know Greg even posted it on our Instagram. On you, Science. It was on the story, so you've missed it by now. But <laughs> yeah, we grinded in the club, as they say. That's what kind of boyfriend I am. When I find out what my boyfriend needs, (laughs) I supply. 
It was not Usher. It was Touch by Little Mix. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this, wait, how does that go again? Just a touch of your love. Is yeah. Nothing, but that's like very my speed of grinding. It worked though. There's the right yeah. and the left. Because like the right at the least left. also it's kind of like fun and doesn't have to take itself seriously. There's something about grinding to me as we've talked about that makes me feel too serious. Yeah. I want it to be serious. I want it to be the Christina Aguilera dirty music video, but to a serious song that's actually about like lovemaking. <laughs> Anyway, so if you happen to catch our Instagram, you saw a little behind the scenes of our Yeah, it was a big grinding. deal. I'm really glad. I was like, we should grind. Sometimes you just have to ask someone if they want to grind. Well, I had had a couple of drinks, so that didn't hurt. And a puff on the marijuana vape pen. Oh, that, that is sick. I, <laughs> I, it's like, I don't never want to do that again. Like, it's it so, just so shocking. Yeah, and I was like, I did not mean to do that. So I've never really done <laughs> like, these. Surely this is cancer causing. <laughs> yeah, I know. They're like, this one's going to smell smell like, you know, like frozen raspberries. Yeah, it's like, like, that's yeah and me. melting plastic. Yeah, like there's. <laughs> smells no, like both. I don't want it to be flavored, hon. <laughs> that's not what I want in my lungs. But I definitely, once this runs out of oil, need to never buy them again. Because they are, yeah. they hurt. I did see a little study that said when you're sleep deprived, you're more likely to turn to weed and alcohol. Oh. Yeah, like getting a bad night of sleep. It was like a random study yeah, that I that almost covered this week. Really we also saw the movie The Northman and sadly both LOL'd and it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad. Ba, ba, ba. I she feel bad. bad. Like if you love it, I'm sorry. Best part was Bjork. Obviously, she was in it for one minute. That movie is also like really up my alley like in i was so of, surprised you were bored because it's like it was lord a, of the rings. i love lord of the rings b loved game of thrones till we all know what happened but i love the medieval medieval genre with a mix of like artistic flair is what this was yeah. pitched to me as with bjork in it i was like i'm gonna absolutely i, I was love this very movie. surprised you didn't like it i i was i was like i'm not liking this but mitch has got to be loving this because no. it reminded me of lord of the rings first One of dimensional all, characters that aren't for well the first developed. half an hour i was like give me a scene in the daylight please i can't see anything it was so dark oh. and and so boring. But, you know, I don't want to criticize art too hard. Like, they tried something, but it just didn't have a purpose. It got amazing <laughs> reviews. They were just no, like, it it's didn't. A, well, I was reading like a critical five-star reviews. review in The Guardian, and they were just like, it's a simple, it's like, it was like Shakespearean. It's like a simple movie, and they just made it right and well. And I was like, okay. You read that after we saw it? Yeah. I saw, like, on Rotten Tomatoes, the fan reviews are, like, not that great. Like, it has a 60-something percent. The director's other movies, The Lighthouse and The Witch, are incredible. In my opinion, this one was not it. But it was really fun to kind of watch a really audacious movie that I thought was really bad. Because I was kind of like, this is intense. Mm -hmm. It's not working. And there's one point where Nicole Kibben shoes ravens, and it's hilarious. She's like, shoo, 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 shoo. And it was like, we laughed. And I was like, I'm pretty sure we're not supposed to laugh. Yeah, it was, like, tone setting. Uh, yeah, what else is going on in the world? Anything? And we also don't like the Harry Styles album. So this is a really bad. Greg said we'd get canceled by yeah, saying. Yeah, or it's that. like we just need to, we should start saying things we like because people don't like True. hearing about when you don't like things. Yeah, that's boring. Um, I loved the season of Survivor, and it's coming to an end tomorrow, which is exciting. Yeah, we're recording this exciting. podcast to last minute. If you couldn't tell, Mitch, guys, hot take. Mitch liked Survivor. He no, but this does. was an exceptionally good, fun season. New Drag Race, so good. Oh yeah, okay. It was incredibly entertaining. And we like those things. Spring, they, amazing. Spring is so good. The flowers, flowers, gorgeous. The birds. I saw cedar waxwing yesterday. I've been looking <laughs> for them for two years. They're so freaking gorgeous. Uh, no, okay, it's we, not that good. Harry Styles album. No, Sorry. no more, no more, okay, no good things. Yeah. You know, I'm reading a book called The Inheritance <laughs> Trilogy. I'm on the third one. I really liked it. Yeah, That's we another love good thing. science fiction. We don't love mediocre music i can't tell if it's science i think it's fantasy sorry fantasy. yeah but like what is the difference 
Oh, one is more, more based mystical. in reality. And Science fiction is yeah. meant to be like plausible. Yeah. Right? They're like, there's a dragon in fantasy, whereas they're like, there's we're a on robot Mars, dragon. And maybe <laughs> this, like, ro- yeah, this robot dragon that could be made okay. is made. This book is fantasy. Oh. Uh, N.K. Jemison, amazing. Um, worth checking out if you want, like, a little fantasy. And tale. let us know what you might particularly like about the random horn sections in a Harry Styles song. Okay, moving on. My last request is any book recommendations, both science and nonfiction. Like, I'm definitely looking for new books. I haven't had a good book in a while, mm. other than this series that I'm reading, and I, mm. I'm just after that, like, I don't know what to read. So, yeah. Any suggestions, welcome, especially if they're due with science and I can use them to like inspire myself to make videos or podcasts. Okay, write them in our DMs on ASAP Science Instagram. Or tweet, you know, however you feel like getting out. Oh, what did we learn this week? Okay, is yours good news or bad Mine's news? Mine's good news. Okay, then end with yours. Okay, okay I'll I'll go go yours bad news. No, it's not bad Just news. Not very simple news. Okay. It's about... You said earlier that when you're sleep deprived, you crave weed and marijuana. Is that true? Yeah, that's what I saw. Okay, well, this is what high. This is why when you're sleep deprived, your eyes get red and irritated and itchy. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I was like, you should add this to your sleep video you're working on. Oh, interesting. So they definitely were able to tell that when you're sleep deprived, you do get red eyes. But like with lots of science, they're like, we don't know why. (laughs) So guess what we did? Made a bunch of mice not sleep. Okay. <laughs> tortured mice in the name of science. If you've been listening for long enough, you know mice get tortured in science. So do you think one day we're not going to do that anymore? No. Sorry. I didn't mean to say that so intensely, but no. But we are. But more and more we're doing less of that on other animals. You know, like they do a lot. They used to do a lot of like makeup testing on animals. And there's a lot of like people who try to like stop that from happening. Now. Yeah, but that's makeup. This is science. People justify it morally. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Makeup. And I know not all the mice are being tortured. Like sometimes they're just being tested cognitively. Or yeah, like, some of the mice have to just some of them have great lives. Like, okay. Literally do fetish <laughs> studies where they just have sex. Like that's fun. But yes, lots of them are put through intense situations. These ones were sleep deprived. So <laughs> short-term sleep deprivation. What it does is it like increases the amount of damaging compounds called reactive oxygen species in your eye, and then what it does is reduce the amount of antioxidants, which everyone loves to talk about, but Just in this the case, lack of sleep in general, the lack of sleep reduces the amount of antioxidants and these protective molecules in your eyes. And that actually can lead to the irritation, the dryness and the redness. Huh. And then long-term sleep deprivation thins the corneal surface of the eye, leading to more constant red eyes. So there's just in the tears, essentially in your eyes, there are molecules and even just short-term sleep changes the chemistry of the tears that lead to the redness. Interesting. I kind of would have thought that like maybe another reason was just like your eyes are closed less. <laughs> like your eyes are irritated because you're not sleeping. They're open. More. Yeah. But it, but this <laughs> is like a lot of people are actually lying with their eyes closed, not sleeping. What? They're what? Lying. Like this is sleep deprivation. Like you can oh, be sleep so deprived. Oh, so your eyes could be closed. And, yeah. yeah. You could be lying. That's the worst type up. of sleep deprivation <sighs> when you're sitting there. Oh, I hate that. You know my sleep problems, as much as I hate them, I'm lucky. Like, I can fall asleep. It seems Mitch, to be... you fall asleep in seconds. matter of seconds. Yeah, but that's it's usually insane. a sign of sleep deprivation. Well, I don't know <laughs> Like, literally, asleep, that's what they but say. But your like, breathing goes... <sighs> no, I know. I fall asleep in minutes. Um, and I'm saying that's, that's the best part about it. My sleep problems are all, like, devious and hidden because I have, like, sleep apnea. So I'll never know unless you tell me. <laughs> Wait, what? But you sleep a lot. But you mean you're not getting good sleep? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like I'm sleeping when I'm waking up tired all the time. That's the long COVID, hun. Kidding. Oh, stop. No, it's, been, it's been way before this 
COVID even hit. See, this study came out two days ago. Study reveals less sleep increases next day alcohol and cannabis cravings. That is, I, it's, it's all it a slippery seem, slope. It doesn't seem that surprising because I would say like when I'm sleep underslept i probably have more food cravings i probably mm-hmm. have more like i think they've shown in the past we've talked like, about this before. different kind of like devious behaviors yeah. and stuff or like caving into like not doing the good habits in your life is a lot easier your willpower i mean that's a pretty vague term but we've done a lot of videos about alcohol which leads to lack of sleep and how the next day you just don't have the sheer will to live <laughs> and no honestly you like make bad choices about food and things because you truly can't even your body isn't functioning in a way to be like let's make dinner or let's like do something about true it. so that probably makes that that makes total sense yeah and, and i feel like i felt like that this weekend both those things probably also give you red eyes alcohol and weed so i did post a photo of you after you took a hit of the vape pen and everyone what? was like he's stoned what it's when like did you, you it's like you at the chinese restaurant you look super cute but i was like i did not vape it. then like before the you restaurant ate. Yeah, oh, like did. you mean like hours before? <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying everyone was like, hey, stop. Oh, no. You have to get my consent to post things on social media. I just thought it was a really cute photo, but then when people started saying that, I looked at it, I was like, damn, that's some red eyes. Did you take it down? Oh, my it's God. It's gone. It's it's mortifying. It's poof. Disappeared 24 Everyone's hours. judging me without me even knowing. It wasn't judge. It was like, cute. Okay, finally, some good news from me. Are you ready? Yes. And it's good climate change news. Well, sort of. that's the type we... N- yeah. Oh, sort I, of. No, no, it is. It's positive. Okay. Um, so between 2003 and 2018... Diet-related greenhouse gas emissions from the U.S. have fallen 35%. Let's go. From the U.S.? From the U.S. Let's go. Uh, might be, you know, a similar trend around the world. Um, and that's primarily related to a decline in beef consumption. Nice. So overall, like, this is the, the not-so-good part, is that overall, greenhouse gas emissions are up because, <laughs> like, populations are yeah. up. But when it comes to diet, the per capita per person is actually less. Okay, cool. And we're seeing, like, decrease in, not only decrease in beef consumption, which accounted for half of the change, but also a shift away from all animal-based foods, including dairy, eggs, chicken, and pork. Um, so people are consuming less of that now than they were, like, a decade and a half That's ago. That's so anecdotally real in my life. That's cool. Yeah, and the nice thing is, because they were worried, like, well, could there be a nutrition or what is it? Nutrient deficiency, nutrition. All of a sudden, everyone um, has red which, eyes. Which they found that there wasn't. Like people are no. equally as <laughs> healthy and getting enough calories because that's a hard concern when people remove something from their diet yeah. that they're not replacing yeah, it properly. True. But beef. <laughs> um, and they found that black women had the smallest dietary footprint by far, which was twenty percent below the national average. Wow. And on the opposite end, men had an emission footprint that was on average ten percent larger than women's, okay. even after accounting for their greater caloric intake wow men between 35 to 49 had the highest and so they were like this is a good um group to target with information and education Mm. around changing dietary habits that can 35 to 49 year olds it's when all the guys want to become zaddies and all of a sudden they're balking mistake i'm getting out of my twink stage now i'm coming to twunk into hunk um and it is good news obviously it's positive the bad caveat is that it it's not enough to pull the U.S. back on track to meet its climate targets. Like, you know how all these countries have yeah. targets and none of them are going to hit them. Yeah. I, so it's not enough. There's a lot more that's yeah. needed. But that is still at least a positive trend towards people changing their dietary habits, whether intentionally or just because there's more options that are It's also impactful. super cool because it shows that, like, obviously, the reason for the climate crisis is 
companies and yeah. evil corporations. Yeah, yeah. We can, but yeah. people's actual actions are making a difference is really cool too. Yeah, you know my take. It goes both ways. Like I do fully agree that like companies and corporations are the biggest polluters, are the biggest contributors, and uh, push responsibility to consumers all the time. But my belief is like you have to flip it on its head because why would the companies change if consumers don't care? You yeah. know, like if we as individuals don't try to make minor changes, not only can we do it from like our little pocketbooks by buying certain things if you can afford it, but also by actually speaking out and like talking about the things you care about and holding companies accountable for the damage they're doing to our planet. And beef is so easy to not eat. Like even as a vegetarian who travels and still eats meat when I'm traveling, like there's always chicken option. Like it's just yeah. beef has never been something that I've thought about even needing or wanting. And it, it feels like the easiest thing to get rid of. And it's the highest greenhouse. Like, and that's yeah, clearly the what they're talking emissions. about. I guess it's like when you don't think about it, you don't think about it. I bet most people naturally are eating less beef than chicken. Cause chicken feels probably more affordable. I actually don't know. Like I, I feel, feel like ground beef is pretty affordable to people. Maybe, yeah. Um, that's but chicken's affordable compared. I think like, and it's like a, dense high protein you can yeah, get lean I chicken like that seems like healthy chicken. yeah um but i think when you're like before i was vegetarian i just didn't really think about what yeah. meats i was eating it was yeah. just food you know like food, totally. in the same way that when i'm eating fruits and vegetables now i'm not like thinking about every single one yeah. individually even though i'm sure i'm eating more bananas than i am yeah. like apricots you know yeah I mean? <laughs> yeah a dried apricot no thanks hon. i'll flick that right back in your face <laughs> Actually, I can't decide if I like them or not. I haven't had enough apricots. I really like grew up on those. I remember just like tearing into it being like, oh, I thought this was a fuzzy peach. This is not. But but that's dried, right? Are there, are, isn't an apricot yeah, just like I know. I only like ever had peach? dried ones. I mean, maybe I've oh, had Oh, wait. What's the other one? thing other than a nectarine is what I'm yeah, thinking of. Yeah, I love those. That's in August. Oh, my God. In August when you bite into a peach and then like juices all that's over That's so mouth. real. It's such a time it's of year. so hot. You're like, oh, the peaches are in season. Yeah, seriously. Like, peach pie, peach pie. I'm going to make a peach pie. <laughs> oh, it's such a nice part. And also corn. Although, why? I hate corn. I don't hate corn, but it's like... You're right. Corn is in everything. So you're like, do we need it? Yeah. <laughs> but I it know. Does, it does taste really good when you eat it off the cob and it's fresh in season. And there's butter, butter and, and salt, salt and pepper. It's kind of just like a weird backwards way of pretending you're eating like a vegetable in order to just like drink butter and salt. Yeah, I mean, there's still like fiber and stuff in it. Yeah, yeah, it just not like, like it's like a chip. Whenever I'm like, this is the most tasty thing ever. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, that reminds me of lobster. When you're like, we're just like, it is yummy, but like we are just dipping it in butter. <laughs> yeah, lobster is just an avenue for better. And also now that I think about it, I'm like, when I eat a cup of corn, I'm essentially just having Cineplex popcorn. True, it's just probably even worse. <laughs> it's just like every more single butter. one little kernel yeah. is dipped in butter and salt. Wow, wow. Never thought of that before. Wow, my parents gave me Cineplex popcorn. Didn't no, but the corn has more nutrients than the popcorn, I think. And more fiber. Yeah, I can only <clears throat> hope. <laughs> like When I'm eating Cineplex popcorn, I'm always like, actually, I was having popcorn when I was watching The Northman, and I was kind of like, Huh? It's this so could be worse. Good. I love it. It's so good. And I think I ate three quarters of the bag and you maybe only had a quarter. Well, I was worried every time I reached over that you were getting mad that I was taking your popcorn. No, I got big ones so we could share. Oh, cute. <sighs> okay, okay, let's get into culture. L- L- yeah, okay, see you in a minute. <laughs> when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Study time. Study time. Study time. Consciousness. I love how we start every section like trying to think of a way to yeah. like em- emphasize that word or feeling. When like you my, think of consciousness, what do you think of? I think of like my eyeballs and like what I'm perceiving and how like <laughs> it's. I think about my eyeballs to and me, the what I'm looking at, and I'm like, what the heck? And what I'm listening to and being like, this is my life. This is my life. <laughs> Something goes on in your brain. Uh, this yeah, is my life. Is that, this is my life. Does that mean I'm sick? <laughs> what do you think of? Uh, all the time. <laughs> Wait, what? That's like, what you think so, of consciousness? No, what I think of con. Oh, I thought you meant like, what am I thinking of? You're like, no, like, what do you think of, think of consciousness? <laughs> to me, consciousness is just like the ability to think. Like, but wait, now I want to know what you mean by you. Your brain's going. This is always something running on. You know, it's just too many thoughts. That's why like meditation is really good for me, even though I don't do it like ever. Um, yeah, because I, it's a thoughts. ability to be like, oh, actually, just like calm down and stop those thoughts. Like they are. There's all these little scripts that are always running in my mind, yeah. or like anxieties that pop up that I'm just like thinking about, even though I'm not consciously always thinking about them. Like they're kind of. They are conscious, but I'm not thinking about them. Subconscious. I don't know. I feel like it's some in between of like, if I want to understand what they are, I can consciously think of them. But, yeah. But I realize they are just always running. Wow. Okay. Oh anyway. God. That's what's so cool. All of our brains and our consciousness is also different and just absolutely yeah. foy. I feel like at the end of this pod, we should decide, is consciousness a good thing? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Right? I think I know my answer, but that's why I see the end of the pod is when we say it, because we might have changed it. Okay. Okay, I'm going to play. I'm going to start with, like, a very advanced part of this concept, but it's called the teletransportation paradox. Okay. So, we'll use you. The example is Eva 1 and Eva 2. We're going to use Mitch 1 and Mitch 2. Oh. So Mitch too. That's what I call anyone who has the name Mitch, by the way. Like I grew up most of my life without any Mitches in my life and I felt really special. And suddenly as an adult, there's a lot of Mitches. I know. And I'm like, ew. And I'm (laughs) like, number two, Mitch number three, Mitch number four. (laughs) And I'm like, ew. There's not that many Gregs, honestly. Yes, there are. There's a, you want to, you acting like there's more Mitches than Gregs. I'm sorry, but there actually is. Okay. We're moving on. In the world. Mitch, you're absolutely maybe not in the mind. world, but in our general vicinity, there's way more. That's Mitches. true. We, we but but there is no possible way you can think that there's no more. Cranks. You need to <laughs> stop yelling about this. I'm just saying it's weird in my life. In I've friends, always been like, yeah. this is a common name, but I never meet a Greg. Okay, so Mitch one <laughs> versus Mitch two teletransportation paradox. Let's stay on. Top. Okay, 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 okay. So 
you, an exact replica of you, all the 86 billion neurons, all the mm -hmm. cells of you mm -hmm. within an instant is now teleported to Mars. So there is now you, Mitch one, sitting here, and there's now Mitch two on Absolutely Mars. suffocating their brains out. <laughs> or, okay, fine. In... <laughs> In, there's uh, like a colony on Mars. Uh, okay, just Whatever. somewhere else. Like somewhere else, but like Mars. In this instant. But is that one like, I've lived here my whole life, or is that one like, no, where am it, I? It, exactly. So what is the personal identity? Do you think they're the same person, or what is your opinion on that? Like another Mitch, but you you aren't teleported. It's just I'm still here, every and single, now I yeah. know there's another one there. The exact replica. What is your thoughts on that? If With it's consciousness, it, like, is if that it's you? Me? I think in the first moments, it is me. But then I think as soon as that other Mitch 2 starts having any experiences, which happens almost instantaneously, they're no longer me. But when the, the hmm. duplication's happening, it's like, well, yeah, there's nothing different about us. So we would think about the, everything the same way. Every way they'll react in life in those first moments is me reacting. But then I would feel like over time, if they then spent a month in India, we suddenly have so many different experiences, different perspectives, different yeah. people around us that then that's I'm cool. like, that's not me anymore. So that's like a thought experiment about consciousness because it's saying that although the physicality is the same, the psychology of it is different. So it's like, mm. you know what I mean? Like our yes. consciousness is shaped by so much more than our neurons and the way our hormones that's and true. bodies work. Yeah, it's not just who you are. Well, that's that's what the, the thing. It's like a paradox. Mm. So some people have right. different opinions. A lot of people say that though. They say it is the same person, but so the physical aspects of them are the same, but the psychological aspects have now changed. For example, that person now has to come to terms with the fact that they're like on Mars or right. like yeah. in India. And then immediately the stimuli is different and they experience different memories and therefore become quote unquote different people, but they're the same person. Right. So it's kind of like, okay, that's just like a good thought experiment of consciousness. Cause it's like, wait, what does it mean to be me? Because mm. when it comes down to it, the adult brain has 86 billion neurons and a thousand fold more connections. So if you counted one connection every second, it would take you three million years to finish counting the connections in our brain. In your brain. Three yeah. million years. Million years. So it's like, it's obviously complicated. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, that's true. And, but then it break, begs the question, like, does every animal have consciousness? Because so many have many connections in their brains too. Some animals have bigger brains than humans that probably have more connections. Yeah. Right. So like what, what is the point at which we classify consciousness? And it's also interesting because obviously forever humans have thought we are sort of these superior beings to all other creatures on this planet. <laughs> Birds. And they constantly are finding reasons to be like, wait, maybe that creature has forms of consciousness we never recognized before and now are able to see that they can remember things and, and come back to things and recall things and all these ways that we like sometimes define consciousness, like the ability to be self-aware, I guess. Yeah. So <clears throat> the definition of being alive is that you can reproduce, you have a metabolism, there's growth involved, self-repair development and homeostatic self-regulation so that's like alive but there are a lot of arguments about things that are alive that maybe aren't conscious yeah and then there's also weird arguments about like what's alive because like viruses like can't reproduce without your body it's like are mm -hmm. they alive but consciousness from what i read is more about awareness versus wakefulness okay it's more it's about not just arousal being aware or wait it's not just about like being able to see things and being awake okay so this is like a really interesting way to think about it like when you're in a coma 
you have low wakefulness. So wakefulness, a better word for it is like arousal. Like literally like just yeah. think of like arousal, like neurological arousal or whatever. When you're in a coma, you have low consciousness and low wake, wakefulness, low okay. arousal. Yeah. But you could experience a seizure and have a lot of arousal and wakefulness, but no consciousness. Okay. Or for example, you could be in REM sleep and have a lot of consciousness with less wakefulness, even less, they say, than someone who's like really drowsy. Even less wakefulness. Sorry. Or consciousness. Consciousness. Less, Some people are like when you're really more drowsy, you can be less conscious than when you're in REM sleep. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Because when you have so dreams, weird. you feel very self-aware. Yeah. Like they're very vivid dreams. Of course, some are blurs. But sometimes a dream feels so real that you're like, I was conscious. Like yeah. I was actively thinking more about More conscious than maybe if you're on like less, a sedative drug yeah. or even just so sleep deprived that you're now huh. walking around the world less conscious than you are when you're sleeping but not awake right yeah no, that's an interesting way to think about which is also different levels of weird yeah and, and actually that, makes me scared well <laughs> like and that consciousness i guess it's like this thing that we identify with so deeply like who i am is my consciousness even more than my body i think like people kind of believe that there's like yeah a, a soul that's inside you like uh, that that no. is your consciousness and um, when, when you realize, you know, we talk about subconscious things that your body does, you don't know where your level, like your, um, organs are, you don't know how your blood pumps, but these things are still you, but they're not your consciousness. And it's weird how we like identify so strongly with our consciousness yeah. more than almost every other part of our body. Yeah. Cause it's like mm. my brain, I'm like, that's me. But my, if I lost a toe, I wouldn't think like. It would be me, but not in the same way. No, it also freaks me <clears> out <throat> is that our brain is like in our skull in complete darkness. It's like <laughs> our brain is like this gelatinous thing locked in our skull in complete silence and darkness. Well, it can but, surely like there's vibrations. No, but just, no, stuff. it's like, no, like there, I was reading that like literally the fluids and the way it's designed. <laughs> it's like, there's hardly any That's sound. so freaky. It's so so there's like, there's hardly any vibration. So like, but it is what's making me see and hear and touch everything. But it's never touched anything. It's never seen anything. It's in complete dark. Like, it yeah. freaks me out. <laughs> it freaks me out. Because also, okay, consciousness, they can actually see which parts of the brain are associated with consciousness by using EEGs on people who are in vegetative states where consciousness is absent, but wakefulness is still there. Okay. So when you're in a vegetative state, like, your consciousness is actually gone, but you're you're still awake. Like you're still mm. like yeah, it looks like your body's still working, whatever. Okay. And there's these parts of the brain that they think are specific to our consciousness. It's called like the thalamocortical system. It's like the cerebral cortex and the thalamus like linked. So when they use EEGs, which is like honestly better than fMRIs in the sense that they're looking at neuronal activity, not just like the blood flow in the brain. When people like become conscious again these are the parts of the brain they thought were in control of consciousness when vegetative people come back to consciousness they start to fire again so they're like okay there's mm, this like that change specific part of the brain that is really linked to consciousness and even that is freaky too because again it's like yeah you think that there's like a soul or this like thing that is like you're bigger mm. than that i know and that it yeah it is in one perspective your consciousness is just one of the tools that you're 
body or like your being uses to evaluate the world and understand yeah. the world but it's how like your eyes are limited like we can only yeah. see certain like wavelengths of life like because those are the only ones that are really relevant to us and our consciousness can only really perceive and understand things in, in so many ways why why it's like so impossible for our brains to even understand an expanding universe that's infinite you know what I mean? Like wow. where everyone's like, what does it expand into? Like what is four dimensional <clears throat> space? Because <clears throat> we literally can't comprehend what those things are. We're um, not stoned right now, but if we were, this would be a quintessential <laughs> second year philosoph philosophical stone conversation. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, so, and, and it is interesting that it's I love it. impossible to not be intertwined with like sort of spirituality and yeah. the questions of the meaning of life. I think consciousness, but it's so me. creepy when you're like, it's just my thalamus talking to my cortex. It's like, I want it to be more than that. But maybe it is. Like, is there... I guess that's the big question. Is like, at what point in creatures does consciousness become? Yeah. And So we've me, obviously evolved it. Yeah. Right? Because yeah, it makes so much like, sense. Like, we... That's why we're doing well, minus destroying our planet. <laughs> right. Well, that's probably why we... Because we've become so conscious, we're able to, like, manipulate the world around us to an extreme degree that obviously now has become so extreme. But... um. It reminds me of in, so like when it comes to sleep and REM sleep, like homo sapiens or like when, like lots of apes like sleep in trees or monkeys sleep mm -hmm. in trees. So they actually don't have the same way of having REM sleep because your body needs to like um, lock itself out, right? Mm. Otherwise you move you and you act out, out dreams, you follow trees. <laughs> so when like, not humans, but when our sort of predecessors came out of the trees, that was like one of the big advantages. It's a risk to sleep on the ground, but there's advantages to how you can like start being more social. Your brain can go oh, through REM sleep. It can actually wow. spend its nighttime developing social interactions and thinking about things. And they think that that is part of the beginning of like, um, certain species leading to homo sapiens like becoming so much more social and wow because so they're literally adaptable. able to sleep on the goddamn ground and they get REM sleep so they can have like wow. full dreams and it's interesting like some um, animals that can be both in the water and on land will not have dreams when they're in the water but they will yeah. when they're on land this was saying that um, <clears throat> so seals and dolphins sleep with half their brain at a time which is gorgeous design <laughs> like yeah, hello know who wishes they could elon musk or whatever all these people <laughs> want to live forever it's like you know what these freaking like psycho people would do if they could only sleep be a dolphin their brain? you know what i mean like they would kill so many dolphins to study them to be able to oh never sleep God. anyways so they sleep one half brain at a time which i i think is really cool koalas sleep for 22 hours a day which is so oh, cute those lazy so little dumbass <laughs> little lazy things Giraffes get so less cute. than four hours of sleep. Newborn killer whales don't sleep at all. And then seals, like what you said, seals only have REM sleep when they're on land, mm. which is so weird. Because um, do we only have I REM sleep? I guess I wouldn't have REM sleep in water. <laughs> you wouldn't be sleeping. <laughs> It'd be water. really hard to have REM sleep in water. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. It's dangerous. Imagine me found out no human could have REM sleep on a cruise. Like if they're on a boat. <laughs> that's like, why everyone goes crazy on cruises. Yeah, that's why everyone, <laughs> for some sick reason, goes on cruises because they're like literally losing their minds. <sighs> but yeah, that that then begs the question, like, are, is our sleep and is the ability to have REM sleep linked to consciousness? What animals do hmm. we think have consciousness? Where is that line? It's uh, really hard. Like there's, they used to use that mirror test, like the self like being mirror. able to see themselves. Mirror self-recognition. And there's like truly fish. Well, 
you know, in some ways, fish are more evolved than dogs. They've been around longer, <laughs> just like the birds. So they can recognize but, themselves. Yeah, there are fish that recognize themselves. But sometimes they want to fight with themselves. You know that like yeah, famous fish. That's that... probably how they know. There's, there's a, I mean, not those types of fish. There's lots of like cephalopods and things that can recognize themselves. But then it's like Ernie can't. But like, how do we know he can't? Uh, they've done a bunch of studies on dogs. Like, how do we know he's not just like, yeah, that's me. Like, what do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's like, you were like, oh, look at you. And he's like, what is he supposed to do? Like, <laughs> like start I don't, fixing his I hair? I didn't read those studies. <laughs> I read in a study that they've done, you know, they linked other studies. These many studies on dogs and know that they don't pass the test. Okay. So you're right. I don't know how they were, were calling like, our son dumb. <laughs> well, I'm just saying like, I think he has consciousness, even though this, like they the self mirror test is dated just like and they a, don't a test. Yeah. Cause I mean like, have you seen that dog on TikTok that can like speak with buttons? That is absolutely horrifying. And I feel like their name's Sharon. Whenever I see that Sharon. dog, I'm like, that dog is a woman named Sharon who is having Trapped a in that full dog body. intellectual conversation about like, reusable bags and it freaks me out actually i'm really curious if there's like studies on that dog or others and what someone who works in that field like behavior of dogs would think of that is it just fully learned like memorized i think it's like, that. like tricks so like you know when we say sit ernie sits that yeah. dog has just such a good memory but at some point you have to say if a dog can memorize 300 words like that's not different than a, like a two-year-old is a two-year-old not conscious? Well, that's also interesting. So <laughs> the babies up to 12 to 24 months also don't pass the mirror test. Mm. And the, like, obviously, I think they have consciousness. I'm not, I'm not here to say that. But I actually don't. don't know if they do. Well, that's okay. Also, they said that infants like before 18 to 24 months of age lack awareness of themselves separate from others. They don't realize they're a separate that entity it, from yeah. their family, their moms, or anyone even holding them. Well, you want to know what's beautiful? That's and cool. sometimes like a Buddhist way of thinking is like, they're not. We are all the wow. same. So we need <laughs> Expressions to of the universe Although, coming alive, but we're all part of the same that's thing. That's so true. I always think of babies and the really old people in society as the most evolved yeah it's like have you seen baby geniuses that's yeah, probably true they're so smart <laughs> no but it is true it's like that like for sure and four month old is being zen and buddha the whole time <laughs> and very aware yeah. of its emotions it's like i want this i mean obviously consciousness is fascinating it's the only reason that we're able to do this podcast and like live life but on the other hand it does seem like one of those double-edged swords that causes a lot of people strife and problems. Yeah. And in a world where, in an age where we are so hyper-conscious almost, it feels yeah. like, and connected to people, like, it obviously causes a lot of problems for a lot of people. They said that, like, consciousness can also be defined as information and integration coming together. Okay. So it's like... So something that's not conscious maybe is just getting information. Yeah, like and a really simple organism can react to information, but uh, it's not integrating it in a yeah. complex way to have consciousness. Mm -hmm. Like you can almost picture like a little like microbe. It's just like uh -huh. so simple. It's like getting the information. I guess what gets to me though is like someone made this definition of consciousness. Yeah. Right? So we're defining things by a definition yeah. we created. And so, because that's I why have, it's so interesting. I think I've tried to talk to about this on the podcast before, where like, if like, there's Alan Watts, who's like a philosopher that I just like love listening to, who's no longer alive, but he talks. He's about, not. Like, no. He oh, I thought he was truly like doing a book tour like every no, month. No, no. Um, I think he was like a severe alcoholic or something. And oh I, I God, think he died are kind you of young. wait? Are you yeah. serious? He was an alcoholic. Yeah. 
but he would often talk about like indulgences and stuff like he wasn't he was never pretending to be like a religious pious priest or something you know what wow. i mean <laughs> like, I, two things <laughs> just blew my mind one he was an alcoholic b he's dead okay continue <laughs> i mean he if he was alive he would be extremely old as well i was honestly like i'm gonna get him alan watts tickets for his birthday <laughs> oh my god are you joking no. i'm not getting i got he something was, like, I was popular like, in the 70s uh, like in the late 60s into the 70s like his peak he popularity. was for sure on acid he was no, oh. no, no, no. Like he wasn't all the time, but uh-huh. he was somebody who was an advocate for it. Yeah. He was like an early like person that's willing to talk about those Go things, which was like so taboo at the time, right? Acid Watts. Anyway, he does often talk about it. And he's like only relaying teachings from Buddhism and Eastern like religions, but talks about Is he white? He is white. Uh, but you know so awkward. I know, but you know, I think it's interesting and I feel like he does he's always respectful. He was a white guy who was a Christian uh, like priest or something here first and then like kind of broke outside of that traveled the world went to Japan in particular and like found, became really fascinated like there's lots of people yeah. who study world <laughs> religions I think that's interesting no no I love it I, I we've always talked about how we need to do a podcast with Alan Watts and this is just making me juicy juicy do you think that's we problematic no I think it's fascinating and I've like I really want to talk more about it and we can now, but in another episode, because oh God, I think it's really interesting that he's white. Me too. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I literally pictured him not, even though I'm like, now I'm like, his name's Alan. <laughs> he's British, but he lived in America. Yeah. No, I just think it's really, I think that that's interesting. Anyway, so some of those teachings were about um, like the consciousness of rocks and like, yes, on many levels, we do not perceive rocks mm. to be conscious, but like every physical thing, consciousness is just like vibration at, at its most basic form hmm. we can define consciousness of vibration and that like we like a scientist would say like we're way we're just so much more complex than hmm. a rock which is true but it's kind of like when you clump organisms together and say these are wolves and these are dogs but it's like where along the line do you exactly cut that you know on the evolutionary scale like when did a wolf become a dog and so i think on the evolutionary scale wh- where did the simplistic consciousness become like true consciousness well that's probably that's really hard to define for sure especially because like we don't have historical like artifacts to know that but it is interesting because it's like when you look at the science which is why science and maybe like alan watson so many things could probably like butt heads they're trying so hard to define things because that's how science works like they want Mm -hmm. to have a definition so for example when they talk about information and integration they use the example of like being in a coma when the information's all there, but they notice that those parts of your brain I talked about earlier aren't integrated anymore. They're not talking mm-hmm. to each other. They're not firing. And that's when the, that's where they're seeing the consciousness like leave people. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of like, okay, even under anesthesia, that's exactly what they're doing. They're using pharmacology to stop your neurons from integrating, from talking to each other, from firing together. And then the consciousness is gone. Mm-hmm. So they're obviously like, trying to figure out at least from a human perspective and i I don't think this is ever going to be answered in our lifetime maybe even ever which is why it's so interesting how can we just like create some parameters in order to understand and study more Hmm. but you're right like yeah i get that and anyone could define it i want to defend mr allen and the whole buddhist philosophy that actually so much of it tries to learn and be compatible with science yeah yeah even when you hear someone like the dalai lama talk he is always trying to be like we need to like the teachings are one thing but it's like it's nice to hear like these philosophies like want to evolve themselves with yeah. like new information did alan watts have dreads no okay good cool <laughs> good yeah, to know goatee though <laughs> like so f- oh my god okay we need to do you that episode. i keep him? seeing the list our list of episodes and there's always one that's alan watts and i'm like 
I just realized honestly, I listen need... to Alan Watts podcast probably like three or four times a week. Oh my god. Okay, we need it's to do that the thing episode. I listen to the most. Okay, we're gonna do that episode <laughs> and you're going to lead it because I'm like, I thought he was alive. It's just so <laughs> overwhelming to me because there's so much I feel like you know when you like if you listen to an hour long lecture and you're like Oh my gosh, this is so, it's a revelation. Yeah, Everything he's saying is like that? blowing my mind. It's so interesting. And it's like, I can't, like yeah. when he's done talking, I'm like, he's too smart. Like yeah. I can't regurgitate it. It's so fascinating. You just have to listen. And then I do listen to a lot of them over because I'm like, I want it to stick with me much. Like anytime you hear someone smart talk, you're like, just keep talking. I want to like learn how to say those things. Yeah. I feel um, that way about like New Yorker articles. Cause I remember yeah, growing you up, read them dad, and then you're like, Oh, it was amazing. Well, I do try and explain them, but I just remember my dad, like, always would read the New Yorker and I was like young and dumb and he'd be like, oh, it was about this. And I'd be like, well, tell me. <laughs> and then he'd be like, oh, you just have to read it. And yeah. I was like, it was so annoying. I was like, what do you, like, that's so annoying. You obviously it's didn't even read it. I was yeah. like, you lied. But it's like, no, they're so nuanced and they're so like. I mean, you're in the midst you of can't, reading, you understand yeah. it. It's kind of like they, reading a, even a fictional book. You're like, yeah. you're reading it. You're so invested. You so understand the world. But once you stop, you're like, I can't regurgitate it because I forgot. Maybe we'll bring Alan Watts episode as like, literally the history of him less than like what did he say like it what can be a bit teach? of the, yeah, like, what are he's the main like takeaways teaching eastern philosophy and sorry bud but a rock ain't conscious <laughs> okay okay i'm gonna i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna look that thing up because i've only heard him yeah. talk about that one time and it was really interesting and i love how he talks about like scientists and the way that they perceive the world and like gives it credit where credit is due but he's he has a really yeah. good way with words to it talk about it is good to tear down scientists because it kind of reminds <laughs> me of this whole thing like we only see the world through our consciousness it is our like, yes, we now develop tools to see some things that we can't see. But even when it comes to like you, you and me identify with our consciousness when there's so many, there's a whole subconscious part of our bodies yeah. and our minds and our brains and our eyes and all these things that like we never think about. We are happening constantly. Like if your body smells something, it could change like the balance of hormones or like excitatory neurons in your body. And you have no idea that that's happening. Yeah. And so that we just like so much focus on this consciousness is just like a natural bias because that's how we experience the world. But I think that it's interesting to stop and think about how there might be other ways to experience life as well beyond just like consciousness. Like a rock. Like you keep saying that and I keep because thinking you're saying the country. You're like, like Iraq? a rock. <laughs> like Iraq. Well, I don't know. Oh my God. Iraq. A rock. A rock is the way. Iraq. But I say Iraq, and now I'm like, am I wrong? I don't. Iraq know. sounds very American. <laughs> Look at Iraq, Iraq. Um, we're not going down that path. Anyway, I do um, think a rock is a form of consciousness. Wow. Okay. We the simplest, perhaps. We definitely need to do the Alan Watts episode because <laughs> I do not think a rock. Do you is think mushrooms? Oh my god. Okay. So there's mushrooms that like can feel out wood and then consume the wood and then. Or tell me this, um, what do you see other creatures as conscious? Yes. And which ones do you think are personally, like I'm not asking your scientific All opinion. of like them, except for like <laughs> viruses and... So so tough. even like an ant, you think is conscious? Oh God, I'm trying to use my definition. You know, this is obviously not like, like an answer that anyone should take. Like <laughs> I'm trying to use like the definition of like integration information. Well, what's so interesting about ants is like they work as like a colony. Mm -hmm. So like their information but that's so and similar their, to humans. Their information and their integration, their integration is more of like a sum of their whole parts. Is that not the same? For it's humans? like the colony has 
consciousness almost, which is kind of cool. Um, with humans, no, I think it is different for humans. I think we're so complicated and so I don't see the same type of formation of patterns in the way that like ants do like at all. No humans are so much like if you looked at us the way that we look at ants, it'd be like, that's so weird. That's way messier. Yeah. But just cause it's different, I guess then do we believe then only humans have consciousness? No, I don't believe that. I believe that like when there's a certain amount of like neuronal impulses, then the consciousness comes. I think birds are. You think it's a limit to like brain capacity? Like I how? I think many so. Based on my firing. understanding of all of the scientific research, if I'm just gonna go with the science, that's my sort of takeaway. But also with all of the science, it's so new and confusing that no one would ever say that with confidence. Because mm-hmm. that's why it's so interesting. Because it's kind of like you could you could literally argue stoned argue this second year university forever. Yeah, I think there's no denying that humans have a unique ability for something. Whether that we call that like consciousness and no one else has it or no other creatures or No they do. Birds do. Okay. I'm not saying they don't. I'm just saying some people might like there is a clear difference I don't think it makes humans better or worse, but obviously we're the creatures that sit around thinking and, and would, would do nothing. We but prepare just for the future, which I didn't realize is so rare. Like again, birds, the coolest thing ever. They obviously do that too. But most animals, even like the concept of being like summer body, gotta restrict my food. Like that's mm. so like animals don't do that. Like if they have access to food, they're eating it. Like we have such a weird yeah, way but that, of I mean, living. So I'm only just playing devil's advocate to like try and get to the bottom of this for myself. It's like but we want, lots oh, of humans, if you give them as much food as they can want, they'll eat it all just like many other creatures. Like, And a lot of like animals, maybe in, from your perspective, they're not choosing to change their behavior, but a lot of animals change their behavior through the course of a year on seasons, right? But I think a so lot... To of- us, that's like, that's instinct. But like... But I don't think a lot of them show preparation and planning. For the future and reminiscing of the past. I mean, certainly squirrels are planting all those nuts. Yeah, yeah. And but trying rem- to dig them up. Yeah, but I think, <laughs> like, from my understanding is, like, they, it, it is more instinctual in the sense that, like, they're not So, how do you say what we're doing is not instinctual? That at some fundamental level, any of this preparation is rooted in some instinctual evolutionary It desire. probably is. I just mean the, the sheer ability to, like, have memories and think of the past and think right. about the future, I think is a very human thing I think to, so to, too. to, to like constantly be doing that mm-hmm. to literally have the only like pop culture self-help thing now to be like, don't think about the past or future. You like, I, I made a joke about that when I was doing comedy, about how like when I was reading that book, Metazoa about how animals actually always live in the present. I'm like, mm-hmm. truly that squirrel outside is like such a better Buddhist than you. Like there's, right. there's so many animals that like are innately in the moment. like we are a unique species that is constantly like groveling on the past and mm-hmm. and, and and I think that's a human trait that is like interesting because it's something mm-hmm. that like affects us all. But I don't think it has to do with consciousness. I think squirrels are conscious. Like okay. I think that's a separate thing. Okay. It's just the it's just the like sheer amount of time and ability to think about the future and past is to me very human. But it doesn't have anything to do with consciousness. But they're probably linked actually because I bet some people would define that almost as consciousness and then be like, no one else has that. Yeah. Okay. So the last thing about this consciousness thing I'll talk about is that there's the new theory, which is that 
our brains are constantly predicting everything and our senses are just there to back it up. So I just made a video about this. So this is sort of the cutting edge consciousness research where they're like realizing that our brains aren't just processing what our eyes and ears are hearing all the time. They're predicting it and our eyes or ears are solidifying what your brain already thought in reality, mm-hmm. which sounds really crazy because it's like, what? but you can't ever feel that or control that. But through different studies, they're sort of getting there. And one interesting one or simple ones are like, they flash like 150 images at you that you can't like, if no, if someone's not said anything, they literally like, I didn't see anything. Then they'll sit before they'll say the word house. And then all of a sudden the person will be like, I saw five houses Mm. or they'll say, they'll just say the word face and they'll be like, Oh, I saw five faces. Mm. So it's like just that sort of, even that simple prompt. prompt can make your brain act different. Also there's, um, a, like the letter U, if it's in the word house, for example, like your brain can see it like really quickly, like really quickly house appears and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, there was a U there. Right. Then there's just like five random letters with the U. They'll be like, I, I didn't right. see any letters. Because of the context of the word. <laughs> yeah. And then there's also the illusions that we've like literally made a video where you, there's an image that's completely random. You can't see the image. Then when someone shows you what the image is of, all of a sudden you can't not see it. Like your brain is relying on context and knowledge of your past to create your whole conscious reality, which is like kind of going against what a lot of neuroscientists would have said even like 10 years ago. Right. It was just like, it's just processing everything. It's not actually doing right. more work predicting, which is kind of cool just for like people listening to be like, oh, that's the cutting edge, like yeah, consciousness, neuroscience. It's definitely really fascinating. I think like it's hard to believe, not, not believe, it's hard to believe it's exclusively that way. To me, mm. like I can totally understand that my brain is constantly predicting things even before I've looked. So like, especially when you're in environments that you know well, like obviously your brain's predicting that this chair is in front of me or that this camera is there and all this kind of stuff. And that you put but, the chair there <clears> and you put the camera there. Yeah, and so everything's already playing on previous moments. Yes. Though. You know, like as much as your brain's making those predictions, it's not like out of nothing. Like we're constantly in context of something. And so yeah, it is. It's more about the brain power. It's about the idea of how much effort your brain and your conscious self is putting into things. But I thought you were saying like, instead of you seeing that chair, your brain is just predicting it's there. And then your sight is just confirming. Yes. It's like, but it's like, it's obviously my point is it's not negating the fact that your sight isn't doing that. It's like about the amount of like literal neuronal energy and brain power. And if you think about your consciousness as like, for example, like we're trying to do a podcast right now. So we're maybe thinking about what we're going to say. But if we were just sitting here, you might be smiling about what's going to happen in survivor tomorrow. You're creating a lot more images in your head. Yeah. You're doing a lot more work with your brain mm-hmm. about Survivor tomorrow that like your eyes are just there to like rest the scene for you. Mm-hmm. Right? Like your consciousness just is like, like thinking, it's yeah. like your brain isn't even like doing that much work is the point. It's not doing as much work to see everything around you as we once right. thought. I see. Because it's just using predict. It's called prediction error minimization. So it's just minimizing errors. <laughs> I mean, it is true. You're right. You can be looking at something and actually not seeing it. Yeah. But it's like, it's not, it doesn't mean that you're not objectively seeing it. And you're still, it's like your senses are there to root you in reality. Mm. Even though your brain is actually doing a lot more work doing other things. It's already predicted everything that is around you. And mm. now you're not thinking about it as yeah much. no that's interesting is it they're just trying to Some figure out why we don't have... have that internal image do you like you, when you, you imagine things like, can you play a scene in your brain from something? oh god it's like all i do which yeah. is bad but something. there's lots of people who can't do that 
I know, but is it? Are there? No, there literally are people who, and I've seen it. People talk about it on the internet themselves, whether that's on TikTok or just yeah, I have. But I'm always like, you little liar. No, someone on our street who I talked to one time was like, I don't I have can't, that. I made a TikTok about it like a few years ago, and she was like, I didn't realize I I couldn't do it. I thought people just were being expressive in the way they described what they're seeing, but I didn't realize they actually see images so in there. Are eyes. they not more Buddhist? If they're not thinking about, i don't know maybe you know what i mean like so much of me is thinking about the past and the future visually and then being like, yeah like being taken that? out of the moment <laughs> yeah yeah and then not living in the moment i i don't know that is interesting but it gives you a sense that even amongst humans if we're defining that as part of consciousness like there's different varieties of our abilities and the way we engage with the world right Oh, I just want to like the last episode or maybe was it the last episode when we were like, I just want to have a female orgasm. Yeah, exactly. Like, understand <laughs> like I just want to go in someone else's body for or like go like five in minutes. Ernie's body. Like, I want to know what it feels like to be him. So would you rather go in another human or into Ernie? Well, first, I think I'd rather a human. Me too. Because it's like more. I feel like Ernie would be like a trip. It would absolutely fuck your whole life though yeah to go into another human for five minutes i think it would that is like way more intense than going to space i saw a study that showed that people who do psychedelics are more likely to believe that other creatures have consciousness now that, that makes it. total sense yeah because it like connects you to every life. time i do shrooms i'm like that fence is a lot actually the <laughs> not the fence <laughs> no the most gorgeous thing about mushrooms and why i think everyone should do it and like i don't think that's even that bad to say because Truly, oops, sorry. Truly, every scientist is like saying that now. Um, is that weirdly you become so connected to organic matter and not connected to synthetic matter? It's so weird, and it makes me be like, of course, I, I'm like that tree's conscious. I'm like, I'm obviously like. And another interesting thing about consciousness is that they, these modern scientists, think all of our consciousness is a form of controlled perception. So a almost a form of controlled hallucination. Hmm. So everything that you are doing constantly is a hallucination that your brain is creating that is controlled by your senses. And they think psychedelics, all it's doing is allowing your perception to become uncontrolled for a little bit. Hmm. So you're losing the control of the perception. You're losing control of the actual hallucination that it is to be your self-consciousness. It's like a hallucination is not that different than your consciousness. Because they're all hallucinations. You've just right. lost it's control of your perception. Yeah. Yeah. Now no longer is your vision rooting you in reality yeah. because that tree is breathing. But I definitely cannot begin to describe how I've felt this with other people I've been on shrooms, like a plastic water bottle. I'm like, that thing is dead. So that is not real. That grass is. I want to talk about this quickly because I've thought about that before. And because walking around the streets and through parks, I always definitely feel even like I don't have. I don't do shrooms. Like I, I'm too scared to like really see what happens. Maybe one day. Um, but I do feel more connected to nature just in general, obviously. Right. Like seeing like, like skyscrapers doesn't give me the same feeling as like going into a forest and seeing plants and whatever, even in our backyard. Oh no. But then I was one day, cause it kind of like, there are lots of studies too that show like people who live in concrete jungles are less mentally like happy or more likely to suffer mental illness than people who live beside parks, like have access to green spaces. But I was thinking like all these things are things we made and we are nature. And like in the same way that like ants make like create ant hills and holes and all through the ground. And I know they're not like making things in the same way we are, but lots of creatures like make webs and make structures to house themselves. And 
this is just a form of like nature turning nature into something for its own use. And I think that has helped me even just as myself walking around the city, be like, this is yeah, beautiful. Is it, cool. it is nature. Like humans yeah. are just ants yeah. in like a different way, in a more complex way. And sometimes it makes me feel less gross about like walking down the city yeah, street. Like, yeah. Um, no, that's, that's, I still that's definitely connect more to nature, but I stopped to think about that the other day. And it reminded me of you saying like how you have a hard time connecting to synthetic things. But what's so interesting about that is it's like, I'm not controlling. It feels like I'm not controlling it when I'm on mushrooms. Right. It's like, it just happens. truly I'm like, that vine like in our backyard like the vine is moving but the plastic chair is like stuck still so it's like it's like it's like wait a second like i thought and it's it's only i also haven't done like very much i've always done like little amounts and like just gone on walks in nature and just and truly felt happier for weeks after (laughs) but like um yeah like i just it's it's like crazy like because i'm like i'm not on enough to lose full control but like this sort of like field that I'm playing in I've just like noticed it and then my friends who I'm with are like I'm noticing that too it's just it's just really interesting because I really think that like psychedelics are so interesting obviously we could do every other podcast about it but the science coming in like every week on psychedelics is crazy yeah it's like, so it's fascinating so, because it was repressed for so long too so repressed and just like dep- just the way that it can treat depression is absolutely fascinating mm-hmm. The last thing I was just going to bring up was that I saw, I'm, I didn't read the paper on this, but I looked at the article, so I'm just going to not have that many details, but they've like looked at hundreds of hours of recordings from wild chimpanzees and they hear hundreds of unique phrases that could resemble language is what mm. they said. So mm. this also brings me back to the point of, I remember recently they were like, oh, octopuses are actually maybe conscious because they make decisions and they plan for the future and they can use tools. <laughs> and they've been on this planet way longer yeah, than man. And I, I think like there's some also <laughs> level of us discovering the abilities of other creatures yeah. more and more and realizing, huh, maybe we aren't so special or maybe we're special in this way, but they're special in yeah. that way. And octopus so like, are a what is example. consciousness? I cannot eat octopus anymore. But like, why should, uh, yeah, never mind. We don't <laughs> no, I'm just like, that, their, con- their consciousness is actually so evolved and fascinating. Mm-hmm. And they have been around on this planet for so long. So mm-hmm. obviously they, same with birds. It's so interesting. It's like, we can't relate because we're actually like stunted. In any- <laughs> like, it's just like a nice way to not like think of like humans yeah. as the best it's, that's like totally one and so many creatures birding. use yeah. like magnetism to like under and that's how birds included, like but migrate. so do dogs yeah. they think that that dogs oh, yeah, like, are able to <laughs> yeah and lots of and i think like sharks and stuff also use that to orient like themselves. imagine i could understand the magnetic pulses of this earth but i can't yeah I'm you'd be like human. we're smarter <laughs> yeah i'd be like that yeah i'd be like we're smarter we can understand the magnets even just anytime i get near a bird and i'm like oh oh can i see it and fly it flies <laughs> away i'm like do okay, you think good job bud do you ever think that ernie just looks at us and he's like those poor humans they they can't do anything i think about that every <laughs> time he looks at us watching tv oh fair. i think he's like you dis like you literal <laughs> disgusting lumps on a log if you wanted to go for a walk right now i would go enjoy enjoy this gorgeous planet but you're gonna sit here and stare at that thing like i oh. always think about ernie looking at us watch tv because it's insane we're just like hey ernie and then we sit down silently and we just go thing and stare at this like <laughs> clearly synthetic like bad thing like it's just like it doesn't i think an animal can pick up that that is not good <laughs> and then we're all like no it's not good sitting on your ass and watching tv or my phone yeah. like sometimes ernie literally like we'll get ready for a walk and then we'll go on our phones and he'll go oh, and sit yeah, down he, does. he knows noticed. he knows if he sees us on our phones he goes and lays down like he knows we're on that weird thing Where that we sucks all of our energy that we all know is bad Ew. So yeah, uh, I hate phones so much. I hate phones. Uh, 
Make sure you're listening on your phone right now. Thanks yeah. so much. Uh, make sure you subscribe on your phone. Make sure you get five stars on your phone. Yeah, and make sure you get notifications on your phone. Yeah, make sure ding, 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 ding. Hit that bell. Hit that subscribe. No, you have our full support if you're going to get rid of your phone yeah. and never listen to this again. Okay. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening. Hope also, your consciousness please. is at peak. We'll see you next week. Bye. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 